close to the bone. So I've been walking on the beach lately of Lake Michigan and I've found lots of bones. Of course, lots of fish bones, lots of bird bones, which is pretty normal. But the other day I was walking down here locally where I live and I found the jawbone of what I believe is a fox. Now, fox is one of my totem animals. I see foxes occasionally in the yard, live foxes, but this was the fox's jaw and it was clean and pristine and beautiful. And so at first I just thought I'll take photos of it. And then I thought, you know what? No, this is coming to my altar. I'm bringing this home. It's so beautiful. I got to then thinking, I've been thinking about death a lot lately in the I, the idea of death and shifting and changing. I see a lot of roadkill. It's sort of a common theme of my life to be very upset and sad. I see a little prayer when I go by roadkill. I think of the waste of a life and I've wanted to do a photo montage, but it's a, it's a little too... Um, it's a little uncomfortable. So I don't know if you looked at my Instagram feed, there's also a pelican that had died and I kept wanting to take a picture of it. I might've talked about this in my last podcast and it wasn't until I walked by and a butterfly was on the eye socket, drinking water out of the eye socket of the dead bird that I finally said, all right, here's some beauty in the destruction. So I started thinking about close to the bone and bones and what it means to get to the very simplistic building body parts of us uh, mammals and, and fish, let's say too, but the idea of close to the bone, getting all the way to the bone. So my morning ritual is to sit down and for my own self, write my morning pages, get close to the bone. I notice a lot of times I will avoid that. I want to keep projecting out and hold that thought for a minute and come around to the other day, my husband was not feeling well. And when he doesn't feel well, as we do when we're in pain, he's lashing out. And I'm trying to stay in my center and stay in my my practice. But what happens is I go up into my ego and I start to, here's how I'm thinking of it. I start to like cover him in the flesh of what I believe is the right way to live. And if he would have just done this and just done that and had a program like me and all of a sudden I'm real, I'm watching myself do this, right? I create this world around him that's really me talking to myself saying, oh, I've got this practice and I, and I rest and I take care and people still get sick. My people I love still get sick. I, you know, so, so there's, so there's that going on. So he then says to me, I'm not gonna remember the words, but basically that idea of stop, you know, here's where it gets close to the bone for me, right? What I am doing is not okay with him. Trying to put my own sort of flesh over onto his bones and sort of having him encompassed in my, 
you know, created body of how things are supposed to be. You know, for me, it's also going down the road of being a little bit uncomfortable with well, the fact that he's sick. It's very scary. So the cutting part and the difficult part is that he's saying to me that how I am behaving is not okay with him. Sometimes I hear that. A lot of times I don't. I choose not to because it's putting protection. I will put the protection of like the metaphorical idea of flesh over the idea of or whatever's going on over the illness, over the psychological decision making. And I want it to be from my perspective. My ego steps in and says, you know, if only you would have done this, then this wouldn't have happened, right? The the cause and effect. So I start to project my own panic and issues instead of staying in my practice, staying in my body. And so when I'm caught out, called out on that, not in my own morning pages, but by someone I love to be called out on something. That's where the idea for me started in with close to the bone. So what he, whatever he said to me then cut deeply and it's hurtful because I need to listen to it and I need to listen to what he's saying and he's not trying to control me or, or tell me there's something wrong with me, but he's trying to say to me, what I am doing is my business. He's trying to live his life his own way. So this whole idea of trying to live together in communication. And the other thing I started to notice, so I, so I, I'm not being real specific on this because I don't really remember exactly what was said, but the idea of close to the bone, the idea of just being so raw and so exposed, like your skeleton, so exposed that you know, there's nothing that can protect you. And then you really have to take a look at, all right, what is it? What is it that's bothering me about what he's saying to me? What am I doing? And what do I need to take a look at to move through the discomfort of, of being close to the bone or, you know, he's, he's poking into something in me that's allowing me to then say, "Hmm, what do I need to take a look at here? So as I'm thinking about, okay, well, how, how did the fox die in order for me to get this, this jawbone? Well, the flesh is completely removed. So I don't know what the trauma was that actually caused the animal's death, but I do know that being down at the lake, the complete, the washing of the waves, the sand, the whatever caused the animal to die, eventually the flesh was completely removed so that all that's left is the bone beautiful and it's clean and exposed. Now, I don't know if there's any consciousness left in bones, but setting that in my, and my altar and just daily taking a look and reminding myself to know what my actual bones look like, right? So you have the idiom of close to the bone, but then you also have the idea of what would it look like if I let the flesh be removed metaphorically, right? Let, you know, take off the protection that I'm putting on other people, assuming that they want it, which I'm learning that they don't when they tell me, but this also clicks into, there are a lot of people who wouldn't tell me that my husband will tell me that my children will tell it to me, but probably 
I have some, I have one friend who I know would tell me, but otherwise I don't know I'm doing that until, unless I'm called out on it. So taking some time to remove the flesh, right? And, and I'm going to have to do that myself, remove the flesh metaphorically of how I'm trying to protect other people, but I'm trying to protect them using my own understanding of how I think life needs to be wherein my morning practice is very um, metaphorical and very less, you know, much less analytical. But when I step out of that room, I usually take the analytical pieces, the psychological pieces, my projection of, you know, sort of get righteous about it, you know, kind of getting righteous about self-care and I, you know, eating well and doing all of these things. I think somebody told me once, again, close to the bone, somebody told me once they had to delete my Instagram account from their feed because it was hurting them because it was only the beautiful things. Or, you know, we've heard this from other people and I do it myself, you know, when somebody's life looks so much more amazing than your own. So again, there, there's, there is, there's nothing I can do about how other people perceive me, but there is something I can do about myself um, putting information out there without the righteousness of it, without the, this is the best way to live. Um, you know, so I'm working on that. You know, how does that work when something touches me so deeply or upsets me so deeply? What's my role in it? how can I remove the projection piece and settle into the bones and settle into the essence of my practice and allow other beings to be removed from me, especially the people that I love. How can I keep that um, mindfully sit in my own place and not take on what's happening to them? you know, so I'm, I'm ruminating on this. I don't have answers on it, but I was really fascinated by how sort of raw walking the beaches and how it really, there's a lot of death and destruction, even within the beauty. You know, the last few years have been lots of erosion and lots of cleaning out. And, um, so I think it's that metaphorically for myself, what needs to be cleaned off? What do I need to strip and remove from the bone? Get close to the bone. Take a look at what's the extra added flesh that I'm putting out there for protection, right? My own protection. And I'll call it protecting other people, but what it really is is, is protecting me. So how can I live in the vulnerability of allowing myself to live close to the bone and allowing myself to remove much of the flesh so that there is that centering piece of sort of the beauty of clarity and simplicity and the structure that that holds things together and if I'm going to put any flesh on the bone it's going to be for my own self in order to support my friends and family not to add it over and put it on to them but stand in my bones 
stand in what I believe is my truth and yet allow them to stand in theirs and build their own worlds. So I'm wondering what your thoughts might be on this. This is the first time I have spoken on this topic, even though it has been in my life for a very long time, and I'm sure will continue to be. So um, yeah, let me know what you think. And it's been fun for those of you who are listening, um, letting me know what your thoughts are. All right, take care. Thank you.